should come, which goes through the trees and doesn't pick up the tree and, and blow it over. That is so, so important. And uh, it's a good time to do it. Good time to do it. I think you've got time. And, of course, here in Pensacola, I've always said we've got some great tree surgeons who, in my opinion, I've said this before. People say I'm crazy when I say this. But they do have a touch of the artist about them. They can prune that tree where it's like getting a good haircut. You really don't realize you had a haircut, but um, you look better. Yeah, <laughs> so, and you feel better. So that tree, <laughs> that tree looks better and will do better. Oh yeah. And, and storm. I thought it might be fun, real quick, to jump into our um, handy dandy garden line calendar, which shows when we're going to have a big change in the weather. And of course, what this does, this gives us the percentage on certain dates when we'll have the first freeze in Pensacola in the fall. Okay, you ready for this? We will not have on November, the first column here on November 11th. It's only a 10% chance we will have had our first freeze. Jump to the latter part of November, it's only 30%. And into December, you can get to December 10th, it's only 50%. So we've got a way to go. Till we really get into some cold weather, and that's good because I do. Right. I I don't like the cold weather at all. Matter of fact, I'll take the hot weather over the cold weather. I really will. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just more of a warm weather person. Always, always have been. But the point is, um, it doesn't look like it would get really cold until we you know, move ahead a couple of months. Um, but don't forget that the interstate fair, when it does come, I think that's in October. It is. Yes, that's sir. That's generally the first day you get out a sweater. Because the weather always changes when the Internet Fair, Interstate Fair comes. So, anyway, that's what we need to do. So, what we're going to do, Jan, this morning is this. Um, We started, I guess it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, where we kind of did a checklist for fall. Okay, and I think we didn't quite finish it. If if you recall, we went through... um, Things like fertilizing azaleas and camellias very lightly. Absolutely. Well, that's not a bad idea, but I think the time on that is just about to run out because what we don't want to do is put fertilizer on our basic shrubs, our ligustrum, our boxwood, our cliera, our azaleas, so late in the fall that we promote new growth, and then the new growth is damaged by that freeze we just talked about. So... That's something we talked about, oh, a couple of weeks ago. Still, I know in my yard, the mulch I put on my bed, especially in my front yard, had sort of um, gone away. The rain and what have you, the wind, and it needed to be redone. So, And we need to keep our mulch on our beds to keep the dirt out of the stormwater system. So I love pine straw. I think it looks good. Pine bark, cypress mulch, whatever you should choose. Uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That's very important. Um, I always have on my list, and I've had it for years, and I don't mean to repeat myself, Jim, but we talked about the caladium bulbs, right. how we used to dig them and dry them and all of that, and we probably still need to do that. But surely enough, in the last couple of years, mine have come back. I'm not exactly sure what weather, what environmental situation has made that happen, but I was awfully glad to see them. <laughs> they, they're my oh. all-time favorite summer Pensacola. Yeah. Pensacola flowers. Um, one thing I did want to mention, this is interesting, too, on our checklist. I had a friend um, come the other day. We were at a meeting, and after the meeting, he said, Mike, I've got something for you. And he had a plastic bag full of weeds, 
and it was a chamber bitter. Chamber bitter looks like, some people call it a mimosa weed. It looks like a foliage off a mimosa tree. But the thing about the chamber bitter, you can see on the stem, it's got just the little seeds are all lined up. And what happens is those seeds get in the ground and they come back next spring. That's why for your weed control, you really do need to put on that pre-emergence weed control mid-November. It's really an important date to circle on your calendar because what will happen, like that chamber bitter, those weeds are there and they will come up next spring. But you've got to get that pre-emergence on there before they come up. So you do it in mid-November and mid-February. That should help, should help uh, some of your weed control. Of course, as we get into the cooler times, when we get to say in the low 60s at night and into the low 80s, we can start using our post-emergence weed control, which if you've got some dollar weed, for example, or some Virginia buttonweed, and you really want to control it, and you want to control it right now, um, good time to use some of the um, carfenazone, some of the Trimex, some of those chemicals as a post-emergence weed control. So a lot to do in the fall as far as weeds are concerned. Hopefully um, you don't have too big a problem because if you will mow it high, water it right, fertilize it right, do all those cultural things, um, I really believe your weed control is going to be um, a, a weed problem is going to be a little bit less. And once again, if you've got that oak tree or those trees that have grown over the next couple, last couple of years and have created more shade in your yard, your grass is going to not be quite as lush. We always, <clears throat> pardon me, we always say on the garden line that if you've got 50% shade, you're going to have 50% grass. That's not always true, but it kind of gives a, you can understand what we're talking about okay. here is a lot of shade oh, yeah. can affect the grass. And that old tree surgeon that we just hired can certainly prune some of those other trees that you have to let in more sun that will help your grass. Yes, sir. We're going to, uh, we're talking with the Garden Line, Mike Wiggins. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey. You can text in any questions you have for Mike at 850-437-1620. We have a couple of questions and we're going to get to those right after this. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Lindsay with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me tomorrow at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions tomorrow at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Now it's time for another tip from ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners. We are the Gulf Coast's premier local digital marketing partner. Did you know every campaign we create is done right here from our radio studio office right here in Pensacola? 
locally customized, locally designed, locally planned, locally executed, and locally optimized for your success by our team of media marketing professionals that really know Northwest Florida and South Alabama. Our team makes sure your campaign contains the most attention-getting display and video elements and the most advanced targeting to make sure your marketing budget is used in the most effective way possible. We are ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners, your team of trusted media professionals under the same roof of the radio names you know and love like Cat Country 98.7, News Radio 92.3, ESPN Pensacola, and Pensacola's Playlist. Begin your partnership with ADX Digital today by emailing connect at adxdigitalmarketing.com. ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners. Need urgent care or a walk-in clinic? Go to ProHealth. Post-accident physical to access your PIP? Go to ProHealth. Drug test? ProHealth has seven locations. Occupational testing? Go to ProHealthFL.com. Affordable lab work or primary care? ProHealth has seven locations. An affordable medical weight loss program? ProHealth is your answer. Need a camp or a sports physical? Only $40 at ProHealth. ProHealth never requires a doctor's order or an appointment. Just walk right in. ProHealthFL.com. Serving Pensacola for 35 years. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel this Thursday at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Leavenrinke Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's Thursday at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. The Pensacola Expert Panel. Pep Talk. Mornings 9 till 11 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Round, round, get around. I get around. Yeah, get around. Round, round, I get around. I get around. News Radio 923. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. We're talking with. Mike Wiggins, all things getting around like the weeds. Uh, I'm Jan Casey, and you can call and text your comments into 850-437-1620. One thing we might want to mention is um, President Biden is speaking to the U.N. General Assembly, and that's my understanding that we will probably have a quick breakaway for a short period of time during the show. So um, we will see. I don't know what he's telling me to do. He's coming to tell us right now. <laughs> this is live radio, folks. Here we are. Just call up the newsroom and I'll turn it on for a few minutes. We'll come back in just a few minutes. Okay. Very good. So I think we're going to go now, if I'm not mistaken, to um, UN General Assembly because I'm President Biden is speaking. 920 here at News Radio 92.3. That's right. Uh, President Biden is addressing the UN General Assembly right now. We're going to go ahead and go to that live. This has preceded us. Preceded us organized this body, the United Nations, and built international financial institutions and multilateral and regional bodies to help take on the challenges of their time. It isn't always perfect. It wasn't always perfect. But working together, the world made some remarkable and undeniable progress that improved the lives of all people. We avoided the renewal of global conflict while lifting more than one billion people, one billion people out of extreme poverty. We together expanded access to education for millions of children. We saved tens of millions of lives that would have otherwise been lost to preventable and treatable diseases like measles, 
malaria, tuberculosis, HIV-AIDS infections, and deaths plummeted in no small part because of PEPFAR's work in more than 55 countries, saving more than 25 million lives. It's a profound testament what we can achieve when we act together. We take on tough challenges and an admonition for all of us to urgently accelerate our progress so that no one's left behind because too many people are being left behind. The institutions we built together at the end of the Second World War are an enduring bedrock of our progress. And the United States is committed to sustaining them. And this year, we're proud to rejoin UNESCO. We also recognize that to meet the new challenges of our decades-old institutions and approaches, they must be updated to keep peace with the world. We have to bring in more leadership and capability that exists everywhere, especially from regions that have not, have not always been fully included. We have to grapple with the challenges that are more connected and more complex we have to make sure we're delivering for people everywhere, not just somewhere, everywhere. Simply put, the 21st century, 21st century results are badly needed. They're needed to move us along. That starts with the United Nations, starts right here in this room. In my address to this body last year, I announced the United States will support expanding the Security Council, increasing the number of permanent and non-permanent members. The United States has undertaken serious consultation with many member states. We'll continue to do our part to push ref more reform efforts forward, look for points of common ground, and make progress in the year ahead. We need to be able to break the gridlock that too often stymies progress and blocks consensus on the Council. We need more voices, more perspectives at the table. The United Nations must continue to preserve peace, prevent conflict, and alleviate human suffering. And we embrace nations stepping up to lead new ways and to seek new breakthroughs on hard issues. For example, on Haiti, the Caribbean community is facilitating a dialogue among Haitian society. I think President Ruto of Kenya, I thank him for his willingness to serve as the lead nation of a UN-backed security support mission. I call on the Security Council to authorize this mission now. The people of Haiti cannot wait much longer. The United States is working across the board to make global institutions more responsive, more effective, and more inclusive. For example, We've taken significant steps to reform and scale up the World Bank, expanding its financing to low- and middle-income countries so it can help boost progress toward meeting the sustainable development goals and better address interconnected challenges like climate change and fragility. Under the new president of the World Bank, change is already taking root. Last month, I asked the United States Congress for additional funds to expand World Bank financing by $25 billion. And the G20, we rallied the major economies of the world to mobilize even more funding. Collectively, we can deliver a transformational boost 
to world bank lending. And because the multilateral development banks are among the best tools we have for modern mobilizing transparent, high-quality investment in developing countries, reforming these institutions can be a game-changer. Similarly, we proposed making sure developing countries have a strong voice and representation at the International Monetary Fund. We're going to continue our efforts to reform the World Trade Organization, preserve competition, openness, transparency, and the rule of law, while at the same time equipping it to better tackle modern-day imperatives like driving the clean energy transition, protecting workers, promoting an inclusive and sustainable growth. And this month, we strengthened the G20 as a vital forum welcoming the African Union as a permanent member. By upgrading and strengthening our institutions, that's only half of the picture. We must also forge new partnerships confront new challenges. Emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence hold both enormous potential and enormous peril. We need to be sure they are used as tools of opportunity, not as weapons of, of oppression. Together with leaders around the world, the United States is working to strengthen rules and policies so AI technologies are safe before they're released to the public. To make sure we govern this technology, not the other way around, having it govern us. And I'm committed to working through this institution and other international bodies. And it is 926 at News Radio 92.3. Again, uh, President Joe Biden there addressing the U.N. General Assembly this morning. And we'll continue to monitor this uh, this speech from the newsroom. But we're going to go ahead and return you to uh, to Mike Wiggins in the Garden Line. Uh, here on Pep Talk. Very good. Jane, I want to thank the newsroom for um, plugging in yes, that very important speech by the president. Um, I know we only got a portion of it, but um, it's very, very important. And um, 1620 is always on top of the news. There's no doubt about it. So thanks to the newsroom for doing that. Yes, thank you so much. Also, we're going to jump into some uh advertisements real quick and then we're going to come back over to the garden line with mike wiggins and we have a couple of questions you can text your questions and concerns to 850-437-1620 we're going to be back and we are ready it's the pensacola expert panel with garden line and mike wiggins Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out how this Thursday morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this Thursday morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. 
Join Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric this Thursday at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric is one of the least expensive hurricane protection systems available. It is strong and safe and defends against wind, water, and flying debris. The professionals from Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric will be here to take your calls and answer any questions you may have about protecting your home and family during a storm. That's this Thursday at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Okay, next time you're at the store, I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish Spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word, but let's be honest, you're probably going to end up leaving with Irish Spring because of its irresistible scent and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. Bands on the Beach is back. Bring a lawn chair or a towel and enjoy live music at the stage on Pensacola Beach. There's plenty of room to spread out and enjoy the sand, the sunset, and great live music every Tuesday night at 7. This week, it's a collect... I'm Chris Foster. President Biden in New York City this morning addressing the United Nations General Assembly. The United States seeks a more secure, more prosperous, more equitable world for all people because we know our future is bound to yours. Let me repeat that again. We know our future is bound to yours. And he says the world must remain united defending Ukraine against Russian aggression. American journalist Evan Gershkovich in Russia, accused of spying, has his pre-trial detention appeal sent back to a lower court. Fox's Jonathan Savage. U.S. Ambassador to Russia Lynn Tracy was at the hearing. Evan is fully aware of the gravity of his situation, yet he remains remarkably strong. The Wall Street Journal reporter was detained in March on charges that carry up to 20 years in prison. America's listening to Fox News. And good morning, 9.31 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, it is 71 degrees. Beautiful morning. Clear skies here in Pensacola. Again, uh, President Joe Biden is addressing the U.N. General Assembly right now. manage the competition between our countries so it does not tip into conflict. I've said... Of course, we carried uh, a portion of this speech live here just a few moments ago. We'll continue monitoring this from the newsroom this morning. Uh, a mobile man has now been sentenced on federal charges stemming from a deadly shooting on New Year's Eve back in April. 23-year-old Thomas Earl Thomas pleaded guilty to shooting an illegal Glock pistol uh, that had a Glock switch on it on New Year's Eve. Thomas uh, allegedly fired that group. That weapon into a group of people in Mobile that led to one death and nine injuries during a New Year's Eve celebration. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison by a U.S. district judge. And he still faces multiple charges related to this this case, including a murder charge and first degree assault in Mobile County. And 
Pensacola's Blue Wahoos headed to the playoffs tonight. Their regular season ended on Sunday with a win over the Mississippi Braves. It's the seventh time in eight years the Wahoos have made the playoffs. The first game in the best of three series with the Montgomery Biscuits starts tonight in Montgomery. They'll have two games, uh, well, potentially two, uh, one or possibly two games here in Pensacola uh, to end that series here at the end of the week on Thursday and Friday if needed. It's 9.33 at News Radio and your next news at nine at uh, 10, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. With crude oil moving close to $93 a barrel this morning, Chevron CEO Mike Worth predicts prices will return to $100 a barrel. Worth told Bloomberg supply is tightening and inventory is drawing down. Meanwhile, Citi's global head of commodity research, Ed Morse, says oil prices may head toward $100 for a short while amid output cuts and geopolitical tensions, but they'll likely retreat by year-end. The same Ohio River Valley where the Wright brothers pioneered human flight will soon be manufacturing cutting-edge electric planes that take off and land vertically under an agreement announced between the state and Joby Aviation. Joby will locate a facility at a site at Dayton International Airport. Developers say the planes are nearing the day when they will provide a wide-scale alternative to shuttle individual people or small groups from rooftops and parking garages to their destinations. On Wall Street, the Dow Industrials down 179. NASDAQ down 87. S&P 500 off 20. That's your money now. And now, with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. September the 19th, 1876, from the grounds of St. John's Cemetery on Pensacola's west side, this is News Radio 1620. And now, also on FM 92.3. Newsmen were asked to come to these tree-shaded acres today to witness the first burials in the new cemetery of men lost at sea, and this so provided a place for formal burial. The men, John Baker and Charles Lachanette, were mates aboard the English trading vessel Anchor, which arrived here just five days ago. The Anchor, like other shipping in our harbor, was was swept by the unexpected minor hurricane on Sunday. The vessel was secured off the ways of the Bruce Ollinger shipyard when a giant wave literally swept the pair over the side. Neither man could swim, according to the ship's captain, Jeremiah Totten, and neither had any form of safety belt or support. Their bodies were recovered from the bay early Monday. The burial today, conducted by Dr. H. S. Yerger of the Presbyterian Church, was in the section of the cemetery set aside by the Masonic Order for burials just such as these, where the victim was a seaman and thus away from home and his parish. The entire crew of the anchor plus a dozen masons attended the ceremony. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. What is News Radio 923? News, News and information, information for, for Pensacola. Pensacola. The Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay, 5 till 9. The Pensacola Expert Panel or Pep Talk from 9 to 11. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins, 11 until 2. Guy Benson from 2 to 4. Pensacola Right Now with Joe and Gracie from 4 to 7. Dave Ramsey from 7 to 10. WEAR TV at 10. And Brian Kilmeade overnight at 11. On News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. News Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. 
the garden line with Mike Wiggins. He's telling us all things that we need to be doing. Mike, we had uh, with our weeds, and we did have a couple of questions. Sure. I couldn't pronounce this one correctly. Zoysia. Zoysia. Zoysia grass. Yes, Absolutely. sir. They said it's, you know, it was looking great, and then now they've got this, this creeping weed with purple and white flowers taken over. The white, the white flowers, I, I think, probably indicate Virginia buttonweed. Um, Virginia buttonweed is weed that quite frankly oh golly i'm going to go back in time maybe 10 years ago we never we didn't have it and after some of the hurricanes we did have it <laughs> it right. brought it in in any event it's classified as a broadleaf weed because it has a a blossom on it quite frankly a little flower that cla- that makes it a broadleaf weed that means that we can when the temperatures moderate just a little bit as we discussed a second ago we can go ahead and use the post-emergence weed killers like Trimec. And there's one ingredient in one of the weed killers called Carfinazone. You can see it on a label when you buy your weed killer that is labeled for Virginia buttonweed. So that's probably exactly what I would do. And as I said, the, the temperature parameters probably should be in the uh, low 60s at night, um, low 80s during the day. Then I think you can go at them. Now, zoysia grass is um, a little different. It's a very thin-bladed grass, and quite frankly, you've got to be careful. You've got to follow the instructions, but your chances of damaging zoysia grass versus damaging St. Augustine when you do weed killing is much less because it has a very thin blade on, on it. Zoysia grass, as we all know, is really, I'm going to say this is an exaggeration, the grass of choice nowadays. Because our St. Augustine has had so much trouble with fungus and sod webworms and chinch bugs. People are going with zoysia. And you look around in your neighborhood, the zoysia lawns, especially those that have been installed in the last, say, three to four to five years, look great. All that rain we had earlier in the season really helped. Even this little bit of rain we've had just in the last day or so really perk it up. Yeah. But the one thing about zoysia, and we've always said this, if there are any disadvantages to it, and there are very few, one of them is it tends to slip into dormancy a little early and come out of dormancy a little later than, say, your centipede and St. Augustine. That's a small problem to have. I don't think that would influence me putting in zoysia, but... It's one of the few disadvantages. Otherwise, zoysia really doesn't get a lot of the problems that your St. Augustine and centipede have insofar as mole cricket damage doesn't really bother it too much. Sod webworm, chinch bugs, not a factor. So the zoysia grass is good. It will get those weeds, but I think you're going to find the weeds, if you're spraying them, are going to be a little easier to control in zoysia than, say, some of your broader leaf grasses like centipede or St. Augustine. Okay. Yeah. And we had another question about weeds, sand spurs oh, everywhere. Tough, tough, tough. Sand spurs are tough. Um, that's where I think your pre-emergence weed killers have got to play a big part. That November, February application of um, atrazine is good. That's a good chemical to use, and that will help control them. But they are hard to control, I'll tell you right now. A little bit like, and we've talked about it on the garden line for years, Torpedo grass. Okay. You would think torpedo grass would be able to be able to control it with a pre-emergence, but sometimes it just doesn't work. So sand spurs are hard. Do everything you can to make the grass that you have 
as healthy as it can be. And as we said just a second ago, follow the basic, basic rules of proper watering, proper fertilization. If it's St. Augustine, check that lime, check that pH to see if you need lime. Do all of those things right. Shade, prune your trees, give it more sun if you need that. And I think you'll be in better shape. Well, we have another one. Sure. This is pretty interesting. For people like, well, I think it's interesting. I don't know why you're laughing at me, okay? No, sometimes interesting means it's a tough question. Uh, no, it's, I don't think it'll be tough for you. What fast-growing trees will provide shade for next summer's heat? Would you suggest planting in East Hill right now? What can we do? Okay, fast-growing trees, that's, that's a great question. A um, couple that I like, um, I like river birch. River birch is has a little kind of a delicate leaf, if you will, but it's relatively fast-growing tree. It really is. Beautiful bark in the winter, kind of a peely mm-hmm. red bark. So that that's a good one. Red maple probably is the quintessential shade tree if you're looking for something fast-growing with shade. A red maple um, is really good. And you don't want a silver maple. Get a red maple. That's the one that's best. You can tell a red maple because the stem is kind of red. But it has nice fall color to it. It grows very, very fast. Be careful where you plant it. Don't plant it near um, telephone lines and that type of stuff because it will get very, very big. Those are two. And really, to be honest with you, live oaks are really good too. Now, they're a little slow. They're a little slow to get cranked up. But once you plant them a year or so after that root system gets established, they really will grow very, very fast. So those, those are three examples um, probably if you really wanted a quick shade tree, the red maple is probably the best. Oh, how opinion. beautiful, too. Oh, it's a it's pretty tree, especially in the winter when it goes dormant. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey with Garden Line Mike Wiggins. You can text your questions or concerns or maybe advice you have, things you've thought of that have worked for you or you've done that have worked for you, to 850-437-1620. You got some more September lists for us? I sure do. Um, just uh, one note, I have had some folks ask me over the last couple of weeks, um, they want to sod, put some sod in their yard. They say, it's, we're getting into fall, should I hold off till next spring? And I say, no, I think you could put sod in right now. The only thing I want you to do, and a lot of the sod growers may not totally agree with me, when you're, if you're going to sod this time of year, say even into October, I would do it before that grass goes dormant. Be sure when you put it in, the grass is still green, if you will. That way you can tell if you're getting quality grass. It's not, it doesn't have any weeds in it. Be sure it has a good base to it. That's so important. You don't want that to be real thin. But, no, if you need to saw it, I would do it um, in the fall. It's, it's not bad at all. Good idea. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think I would do that. Um, I want you to watch out for – we talked about this last week, but this is important – in St. Augustine grass – Watch out very closely for your chinch bugs and sod webworms. Remember, chinch bugs are going to make kind of a brown area, usually near your streets or driveways, that type of thing, where it's, um, the turf is warmer. That's what mm-hmm. they like. And the sod webworms, you put those in. Or if you're going to try to control those, if you have them in your yard, it looks like a goat has <laughs> gone across your yard. Oh, and what's left okay. is the... Um, the blades are notched, if you will. So, but they're relatively easy to control. Spray it with a good insecticide and 
sod webworms are usually under the grass will come back. Chinch bugs, not so much. You've got to try to spray them and stop them, but that grass is not going to recover as fast as it would if you had the sod webworms. No doubt about it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sod, I never heard of sod wood. I mean, I know you talked about it last week. <laughs> sod webworms. Well, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> You're just going to have to stop making past, fun of me right past, now. <laughs> some of your predecessor would say, Enough of that, Mike. I mean, <laughs> it's like, can we talk about it some more? Worms. Well, maybe it's taken me a minute longer to process what a sod webworm actually is. We're going to talk about that for two more seconds when we come back. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Uh, News Radio 92.3. You can text your questions to Mike Wiggins at 850-437-1620. The Garden Line will be back right after this. Hey, Dave Ramsey here. For almost a decade, I've been telling you about my friends at Frontier Motors in Pensacola. The biggest reason is they help my listeners save thousands of dollars when purchasing a slightly used car over a brand new one. Consumer Reports says the average new car depreciates a whopping $9,200 in the first year alone. That's crazy. So if you're thinking new, don't. Go see Frontier Motors and see how much they can save you on a current year car with very low miles. And if your goal is to get out of debt, bring Frontier Motors your car and they can write you a check on the spot. Frontier Motors can also do consignments and they don't charge a fee or a commission. Frontier Motors have been helping the people in the Pensacola area for 21 years. They are the go-to dealer for free advice when it comes to buying or selling a car. Please go see my friends at Frontier Motors. And don't forget to tell them Dave Ramsey sent you. Let's be honest, nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Join us tomorrow for a special Foo Foo Fest edition of the Pensacola Expert Panel. Joining us will be Therese Felt McKenzie, the chair of the Pensacola Foo Foo Festival, Nicholas Stacy, the curator, and Robbie Schrock, the public relations liaison. The 10th anniversary of Pensacola's Foo Foo Fest is coming up soon, and you can get all the details on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 1030. Pensacola's Foo Foo Festival. Bigger, funnier, artier. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around, get around, round, round, I get around. Dan Casey, I'm here with Gardenline Mike Wiggins, and those weeds are going to get around, and he has the answers for you how you can get rid of them. Well, 
you know, and I promise, I'm going to have to break a promise here. Uh-oh. That we would leave the sod webworms alone for a while. <laughs> but we've got a great text, yeah. um, Jan, that came in saying they've had the little dingy little gray mm. moths all over yeah. their yard. Does that mean they have the sod webworms? Well, let me make this statement. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but let me try anyway. If you have the moths flying over your yard, you could possibly have the sod webworms, but that doesn't mean you've got them. If you have the sod webworms, that means you had the moths because they are laying the eggs for the sod webworms. Now, many times, my yard included, I, I check it every day. Um, I've got the moths everywhere. Matter of fact, in the shrubbery, if you've got a little monkey grass border in your yard, I always say kick it, and those moths will flutter out. It's just, they're everywhere. Um, but I, um, I've got a lot of the moths, but no sod webworms yet, yet. But So you got to watch it all the time because once I say they'll, they'll make a, a, a spot in your yard that's brown except for a little few pieces of um, a few blades coming up that are notched, if you will, where they shoot into them. But then those spots will get bigger and bigger and bigger. So you've got to really keep an eye on it and really spray it. Keeping in mind that spraying them is really good. It usually will control them, and usually that grass will come back because they're not eating the roots of the plant. They're eating the blades of the grass. And um, a lot of our lawns are relatively lush because of all that rain we had earlier in the season, and that's what they're looking for. So, um, But you've got the moths. Just be careful and look very closely every day to be sure the side webworms don't show up. Absolutely. Also, we had a comment from a listener that the only thing they, they have found that works for sand spurs is to dig them up. Well, let me tell you what. That listener is right on target because, as I say, chemically such as that, so hard to control. You can use probably some chemicals that will kill the sod webworms. I mean sod webworms. Yeah. Kill, kill the sand spurs <laughs> right away. But, but you'll kill everything. You'll, you'll kill all the grass around it. You don't want to do that. Um, but pulling them is a chore. Wear some good gardening gloves when you do it, no doubt about it. Well, I grew up with those, and I really just thought they were meant for uh, for my brothers to throw at each other and throw at me and, <laughs> exactly. you know, sands for yeah. wars. I didn't know that it was, a you know, something that could be eliminated. So that's very interesting. Right. Let's go to a little something nicer than some okay. worms. You ready? <laughs> Please. Um, you've got a lot of fall plants that we can plant. Um, some it's a little early, but let me, let me just rattle a few off here. Number one, fall mums. I notice the garden centers are just loaded with fall mums. Fall mums are a pure perennial. They, you plant them, they'll bloom in the fall, they'll die back, come back next year, they'll bloom again. They bloom every year in the fall. A lot of people like just to use them as fall decorations. Put them in a nice basket or a nice pot. Put it by the front door. Great colors, all kind of colors of fall mums. And then they either plant them in the ground or they say, I've enjoyed them. Goodbye. See See don't mums help mosquitoes and bugs? I don't. Uh, ward them off? I've or never is that a, heard that. Is that I, an old? May, may, that, that may okay. be true. That may be a, okay. I've, I've never heard that before. But they're nice. Now, one thing, I think all our garden line listeners know this. If you're going to buy fall mums, you go into the garden center, and sometimes you'll see just beautiful, just a sea of color, okay? Well, you don't really want to see much color. You want to buy them when those buds are really tight because then they'll open up when you get them home. 
you don't want them to have because once they open up and have shown their color, um, there's only a period of time they're going to the, the color's going to last. The plant's going to be fine, but you won't have that color anymore. So buy them when they're tight, um, and then and then enjoy them once you, once you get them home. And there are ways once they die back, like once the color's over, you can pinch right behind that bud. And in the winter, you can pinch them back again, and that makes them a little more stocky and makes them come back next year. So in any event, those are fall mums, probably one of the, one of the classics. But probably the most – okay, this is going to be a quiz for you. Uh-oh. What is the most popular fall blooming annual in Pensacola? Okay. Fall blooming annual. I'm going to give you – I'll give you a multiple choice. You ready? All right. Petunias, dianthus, or pansies. Clock's, the second one. Clock's ticking. Diansis. Uh, no, not really. Really? Are, I got it <laughs> You were close. Wrong. You were close. You were right in the middle. Uh, pansies are the most important. Okay. Uh, that, that is a great, great fall and winter annual. It's too early for them. I don't think you're going to find too many in the garden centers. And as you know, once we get into October, late October, even November, okay. we can get a little too much heat for them. But as we get into November, they are probably the best color plant that will last through the winter for you, unless we get I was cra- gonna crazy say, down in single digits or something. Okay, I was going to ask you if they would survive Yes, a, absolutely, a into, into okay. the spring, into the next spring. But Pansies. all different kind of colors. And talk to your garden center guy about this because some will take more sun than others. I'm a little old school. I love the ones with what they call a face on it, kind of a multicolor in the center, yeah. and or a single color in the center with a different color around it. And they, they are just great. And so pansies are what you can put in replacement of some of those summer annuals you had that you enjoyed all summer long in Pensacola. But I'll, you were right on target. The dianthus is one of my favorites. That's what I it's thought. Absolutely one of my favorites. One of the hardiest plants. I will tell you this. Dianthus is really kind of a winter annual, early fall, um, early spring even a summer. I put some dianthus in a pot one time, and I did it about this time of year. They were gorgeous all winter long. Lasted into spring. I kept waiting. Lasted into summer. I kept them for the next fall, and then that winter they finally had it. They last for a long, long time, and it's just a great low-growing annual plant for Pensacola. I think um, people would really enjoy that. You're listening to The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins on the Pensacola Expert Panel, News Radio 92.3. You can text your comments, 850-437-1620. We'll be back with final remarks right after this. There you go. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. 
Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of everyone in your community. Listen in today at 1030 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Director Marie Mott will give a public health update. That's today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Secret offers, guaranteed returns, over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit flofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola today and stay informed about what's happening in your community. We're here to keep you connected. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel with Garden Line Mike Wiggins. Text your comments 850-437-1620. Mike Wiggins, final thoughts. Yes, final thought. Real quick, Pensacola Memorial 5K and Kids One Mile Run. Um, they're running in honor and remembrance of our brave fallen Naval and Marine Corps Air Warriors. Um, get on the internet to wingmanfoundation.org, Saturday, September 30th at Seville Quarter. That is a real important race. I hope you'll participate. I did want to mention one thing. Okay. We've been talking about weed control a lot this morning and about, especially about the pre-emergence to keep weeds from coming up. And we'll talk more about this next week. But if you're planning on putting out ryegrass, the last thing you want to do is put out a pre-emergence weed control because pre-emergence weed controls will keep weeds from coming up. But guess what else that will keep from coming up? The pretty stuff? The good the stuff? The ryegrass. Okay. Oh, the ryegrass. Gotcha. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Obviously, uh, you don't want to put that pre-emergence out. Even though we're talking about doing it in November, I, I wouldn't do it at all, obviously, if you can put out ryegrass because you'll probably waste your money because the ryegrass, you, you'll get some germ, germination. But next week, we're going to talk about ryegrass and how to do it, how to put it out, how to apply it, and the pros and cons of it. Also, also, next week, we're going to talk about grow bags a little bit more. I've got a little information. I didn't get to it today. If you remember, we had a yes, call on that. Yes, yes. So, anyway, I've got a little more information on grow bags. We'll talk all about that next week. Thank you, Mike Wiggins Garden Line. It's Pensacola Expert Panel. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to News Radio 923, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. 